Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thriving Minds podcast. I'm Professor Selena Bartlett, and today I'm joined by Joey Fry. He is the star of a documentary film called The Great Separation, and this is how we met. He's going to share his journey with us today, and I, you will not be disappointed. It's the <laughs> most beautiful story. He talks. He's going to talk a little bit about what happens when we lose connections and the wake-up call that saved his life. Welcome, Joey. We're so happy to have you on this podcast today, and especially because we're in Brain Health Awareness Week. So thank you for being the star of our show. No worries. Thank you for having me on, Selena. Can you tell us, Joey, a little bit about how you came to star in this documentary, The Great Separation, and what it's all about? Right. So the, The Great Separation, the documentary, it's all about how we've become so disconnected in a world that we've never been more connected. Um, and we're losing the ability to, you know, socialize and make friends within our community. Uh, and so it's myself. We go, we, we meet Joey and we go on the story of, of how I became to be who I am now. Uh, and then I go and talk with various dis- different experts in different fields um, about ways to better connect, ways to better look after ourselves mentally and physically uh, and I'd compile all of that into one takeaway uh, and then I put all those tools into practice in my own life. And it's amazing because we met up in my research lab up in Brisbane. Yep. But let's take the audience through your story. Okay. What was it like the day you received the call about from Shannon saying, hey, Joey, what was <laughs> that day like? Do you want to step through that? To be completely honest, I had no idea who Shannon was. So this is quite a, a serendipitous story of how Shannon and I met. Uh, in 2020, I wanted to share with the world how happy I was, and I did so by ringing Triple J to uh, speak about my number one song for the year. And that song was all about getting back to basics, enjoying life, just enjoying the little things in life, really. Um and Shannon had already had the concept of this documentary in uh, like ready to go. So he, he wanted to do a documentary about being better connected and, um, you know, having a better community and everything. Um, but he didn't have the protagonist or hero, as he calls it. He heard me dro- on his drive home from work one afternoon. He said he had to pull over and then he got in touch with me. Very creepily, might I add. He <laughs> stalked me down online as Joey from Newcastle. Uh, and he came up and he pitched the idea to me. And I basically said, let's go. Like, let's do it. It's amazing. We're so grateful that you did. So let's tell the audience about what made. So Shannon Swan is the person we're talking about. He's an amazing documentary filmmaker. He made Gorumbal and and others. So he's 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 a very talented filmmaker and his team are amazing but let's talk about uh your triple j moment what you said and what made shannon pull over on that roadside to okay and and also made me stop too okay so i guess i i do have quite the story and i'm coming to realize that now um but for the purposes of this podcast i think we'll start the story in mid 2019 around july that's when i first split with my partner my long-term partner um, my roommate moved out and I was quite alone for the first time in years and years. I started going down a very slippery slope, um, retracting from friends and family, going out to less social events, um, really losing who I was and losing quite quickly. 
um, I, there was some there were drugs and alcohol involved to to numb the pain, so to speak, uh, and that became toxic very quickly. Uh, so over the space of six months, I'd had a rapid decline until Christmas Eve. 2019, I made the horrible choice of trying to end my life with an overdose. Now, I'm very, very lucky not to have passed on that day, although I did pass out and the unfortunate way that I passed out, my left leg was on top of my right leg and it cut off all the circulation so much so that I had to be amputated above the knee. So I am now a proud above knee amputee, mobile with my my prosthetic leg. But that was a very long, hard time for me to get back to where I am now. So there was 16 surgeries involved, learning to walk again, uh, all of the the mental trauma that went with that. It was a very, very hard time. So that's when I came on the other side of that in, in a year's time or so and I was mobile again with my prosthetic leg and I had a support work network around me. I felt happy for the first time in in so long. I was so stoked, um, and that's why I wanted to share it with the world. So, and then my go to is is Triple J. So that's why I called them. That's how we met Shannon. That's how you and I met Selena. And um, look at us now. And uh, I, I just have to step through that uh, one moment. Uh, you actually woke up in the hospital, and who was there? My mother, my mother, my beautiful mother. So that was. Quite a traumatic time. So she remember, I remember, I should say, um, she was standing at the foot of the bed and she said, Joe, um, there's been an accident, sweetheart. You've, you've lost your leg. And that sentence will never escape my brain. It's always on the forefront. Oh, no, I shouldn't say forefront. It's always in the back of my mind um, to never let myself go down that kind of path again. And so there's many people listening to you. And I know when you, I know your story really deeply but for the audience that don't know your story and they're going to get to really know you because uh, this uh, the documentary is quite heart, emotionally beautiful, mm-hmm. um, let's just step through a little bit because there's a lot of people listening, Joey, that either that I know because of my work and they're either the parents of or they're the adolescents or they're the people that would really benefit because I know many that you, you would have thought you were the only one at that time. I know you don't not now think that, but there might be people listening right now that might be feeling what you were feeling at that time, that loneliness. And it may not be just, you know, it could be anybody, anytime. So let's, let's, let's help the audience see that they're not alone, that yeah the warning signs that you now know of that you'd like to help others not have to go down the same pathway as, as that spiral is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you said, I'm just one, one voice in a sea of thousands of people that um, have had similar circumstances happen to them and they've gone through the same feelings. I'm lucky enough that I now have a platform to try and help people inspire to live a better, healthier life. Um, so I, I would say to those people, first and foremost, you look after yourself. And so that means your physical well-being and, and your mental well-being. And then look to the connections that you have in your life, like your friends and family, um, the people down at the local dog park. If we have stronger connections in our life, then we may, may not get so 
down on ourselves and so deep into the spiral. So interestingly, Joey, you know, when you mentioned when you went on to Triple J, you said you've never felt help happier in your life and you just lost a leg. Mm. Describe that to the audience, what that was all about. Uh, it was just being mobile and independent again. So I've always, post pre-amputation, I have always been a very independent person uh, and then losing the leg and having to ask for help. Like it was, it was, a, it was a real moment of, of clarity saying, I'm not in this alone. There are people that love me and, you know, want to support me. And it was just such a shame that it took such a traumatic event for me to open up my eyes and see that and to understand. Um, so yeah, the, the connections in your life are the most important. So let's, let's talk about you accepting the role and mm-hmm. what an amazing journey that has been. Do you want to go through some of that? Yeah, so I've got, there's, I had a lot of reasons to say yes. Um, the big three that I can think of is, um, firstly, I wanted to push myself outside of my comfort zone. I had never done anything like this or been in front of a camera before, um, and I was searching for my new identity as a, a person now living with um, with disability. And, uh, yeah, so... I really wanted to find who I was and go on this new journey, push myself out of the comfort zone and try and find a new confidence within myself. So that was the first reason. Uh, the second reason was the the serendipitous of how Shannon found me. It just It's just such a crazy story and most people don't believe it when I tell them. <laughs> so it was almost like a sign from somewhere else saying, this is more than yourself. It's, it's time to do it. Uh, and lastly, the most important one is I wanted to inspire other people that watch it to to live their life amazingly uh, and learn from the mistakes that I've made in my life. So let's go on that journey for a little bit, shall we? Okay. Where you started from ground zero and then you went all over the country meeting all sorts of experts. Mm -hmm. I did. I met some incredible people. So do you want to describe some of those, uh, maybe just pick a two or three aha moments where the brain just went, oh, wow, everyone needs to know this. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I think we'll, we'll finish with you, Selena. <laughs> uh, so who do we meet? We meet uh, Hugh McKay. He was a uh, connection expert um, and just told me all about, just clarified everything in my head that, uh, you know, it wasn't 100% my fault. I should have been doing things better um just like all lots of little things and speaking to him was was quite incredible uh and then I met with the Pises Alan and Barbara Pees and they were telling me about um the body language when you're connecting with a person is so important you need to be able to sit like sit up uh have a, a conversation eye to eye with the person and how important that actually is uh and then a very interesting person I met was Dr Rebecca Dredge she's a I've forgotten her title. I'm going to feel I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, but she told me all about um, the power of social media and how toxic it can be, and what tools we can put in place to buffer social media from real life. Can you talk a little bit about what you experienced around social media? Because I think that's a big topic that people would like to understand from mm-hmm. your perspective. So uh, I use social media. I'm a young man. I'm 26. Uh, and I, I love and hate it. So I, I love that we can be so connected. Um, so I have friends overseas that I would never be able to stay so connected with that as I am without social media. But then it be, it can also 
become quite toxic in the way that it's it's a fake life. People have the chance to edit what they're seeing and they're, and they're putting out a, a false persona of who they really are. And um, internally, what you're thinking is you're almost comparing yourself to to everyone else on social media, and it's a false comp- comparison as well. It's quite hard not to, isn't it, in the moment too, when, yeah. especially if you're not feeling great. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and that's something that I've I went through. I, I've I've saw my friends even when I was in hospital. People were out and about, going out for dinner, going overseas, living their life, and I'm in a hospital bed doing rehab, walking five steps a day, and that was the big thing for the day. Like it, it is quite hard to to um, have a buffer zone between what's what's real and um, what's fake on social media. So you've done managed to put in a bit of a buffer now, haven't you? Yeah. So I have little rules here and there for myself, like um, no phones half hour before bed, no phone half an hour before I wake up, um, limit my social media use as much as possible. Um, I try not message people on social me- on media. I, th- I find it helps. If, if you want to have a conversation with somebody and if, and it's just as informal as text, it should be on a text because then you're not focusing on what else is on social media. Right. That's a good idea. Mm. So then after you went through some of these, then I met you in my research lab up at in Brisbane, which mm-hmm. was quite a delight for me. And I was so grateful to have that opportunity to meet you in person. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that? Yeah, something that I took away. Well, First and foremost, um, our friendship, Selena. Um, yes. <laughs> we got up there and it's been like we've known each other for 10 years. We, we, we didn't shut up really, did we? No. Um, and we we quite often check in with one another. So that's yeah. something, that's a big takeout that I got from from meeting you. Another connection. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and some of the things I learned from you, and just very quickly, I wanted to thank you because I'm just a humble plasterer and walking into that research lab, I felt very out of place and I, was, and I thought I wasn't going to learn anything because I'm surrounded by doctors and clever ducks and I'm going, oh my goodness, I'm <laughs> not going to understand a word. But um, you spoke to me and gave me advice in a way that I could understand and that was very helpful and very um calming. It was, it was calming as well, talking well, to you. Well, you asked some great questions too. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Um, so some of the things I took took away from our chat, Selena, um, is, yeah, I, I mentioned it before, uh, I don't touch my phone for the first half an hour as I wake up in the morning because that starts to stress your brain as, well, you know, as you told me. And um, so, yeah, I don't want to start stressing my brain first thing in the morning. It's a little time to myself. That's one thing I do. Uh, secondly, I exercise every day um mostly outside if possible so you told me that the brain needs oxygen and and blood flow to be healthy and the big last one and the one i was most skeptical about was the cold showers yes now when you told me about this i went in my head i went oh no here we go (laughs) i made a a promise i said i'm going to try it for a week um and then a week turned into a month and I think we're 10 months down the track since we first met yes. and I'm still now having cold showers. But not only that, the thing I love too is your mate. Yes, yes, that's right. So I did tell, he was my roommate actually, um, and I said, well, I just come home from meeting Selena. She's a, a neurologist and um, she knows what she's Neuroscientist. Neuroscientist, <laughs> sorry. Um, that's all right. They would have made about the big words. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um yeah, and I said, I've just met, met with this expert and she knows what she's talking about. Um, he was in a little bit of a rut. 
he couldn't get himself right mentally or anything. And I said, well, why don't you, why don't you try this with me? Let's do it together. Let's um, let's have the cold showers and see how we feel in a month's time. And the two of us to this day still do it. Oh, fantastic. See, this is the beauty of why you're on this podcast, Joey, and why you're such a great star on the film is because it's copying. It Like it, one person can make a difference. And often in our life, we feel like we can't, don't we? It's the ripple effect, isn't it? So if one person reaches out for a little bit of kindness, um, that, that next person may go find someone else and then the world turns into a more beautiful place. And like, let's talk about some of those beautiful moments in the film mm-hmm. where you're sitting on the park bench. Yeah. So this is all the the idea of the editor and he comes up, he doesn't tell me much about what we're doing. So he comes up to Newcastle and says, mate, we're going to put you uh, on a park bench in a high foot traffic area. And we're going to write on the whiteboard. Do you feel like a chap? And this is, he said, this is a social experiment. So don't try and entice anyone to come over just sit down and see how many people you can get to come and like sit down. And we didn't want to have deep and meaningful chats or we just wanted to see how many people would come up. It was not the turnout that we were expecting, but the people that did sit down, we had some very wholesome conversations. And, uh, but you also describe how hard that was. It was very hard because I was being rejected by so many people so quickly. Would you say it was one in 10 set to chat? Yeah, even more, even bigger than that. So I'd go one in 15 to 20. Wow. Yeah, because it was a very high foot uh, foot traffic area. There's a lot of people going past. Everyone that walked past, was that was like rejecting me, right? And I just felt we, we sat down for about an hour and a half and I, as it went on, I felt more and more uncomfortable. And But even uh, with the people stopping to chat, it still wasn't enough to overcome that feeling of, People pass, even though in you can see people exercising and and you can imagine you doing that too in the same circumstance in some sense. Like yep, people, on a, people are on A to B pathway sometimes. That's right. So I put myself in their shoes and say, well, well would I stop if I was on exercise? Um, in 2019, I probably wouldn't have, to be completely honest. But now that I've learnt a lot more about connection um, and I'm confident in myself and I'm confident that I can talk to somebody in my community, now I, I would stop. Yeah, so let's get to that, the, the the meal in the outside area on the street. Oh, yes. Again, another one of Shannon's bright ideas, another one that I didn't think was going to work. Um, he had me set up a street dinner party without knocking on any doors, not, not telling anyone that we're doing it. And um, as the... The setup grew and I started putting out, you know, some beers and some some uh, soft drink for the kids. People started getting very inquisitive. So I sat down by myself and then um, two people walked by with their dog and they sat down with me. And then in 20 minutes, two turned into seven, seven turned into 15. And then all of a sudden I have 20, 25 people around me from the street that we didn't know beforehand. We may have said like a, a quick hello as uh, walking past, but um Seeing everyone shaking hands and having a smile on their faces, uh, it just worked. I just I was quite blown away by it. And this is the interesting thing, isn't it, Joey, how we all so desperately want to feel seen and connected. That's right. But we do everything in our power to stay isolated in some way. It's quite a conundrum, isn't it? And it's something that uh, I'm striving to fix, first in my connections in my life and then in my community. Yeah, how are you doing that? Uh, how am I? How am I doing that? Um, 
with my friends and family, it's about effort. Uh, so I know they're there for me and I am there for them. Uh, but it's it's the the effort that goes into actually catching up for a coffee, not just sending the message saying like, do you want to go and we see each other? And then when we do see each other, 100% attention. The phone is away in the pocket. Uh, I'm really invested in what the person's saying. And it just, it once you start putting these tools in, into your own life, um, it just gets better and better. Okay. So let's talk about some of the big changes in your life now as a result of all the attention that you received and how you're coping with um, the ups and downs of lots of attention, then back to your normal life and then lots of attention again. And um, It can be quite daunting having this all the attention on me. Um, like I said, it is so far out of my comfort zone. I've never done anything like this before. Um, so first I really need to look after myself uh, mentally and, and physically, and that gives me the confidence to be able to go and stand in front of people and and deliver my my story. Um, and it is, I don't want, I don't want to say a sad story; it's a comeback story. I, I feel, but it can be quite hard to stand in front of of people and tell them about about some of the hard times I've had. Joey, let's talk about a couple of those things. I mean, it, it's very hard, and that's why why it's so wonderful what you're doing for other people. But let's talk about a couple of things about what you stimulated and what in other people mm-hmm. and the shocking thing where people have not been able to share their story but are going through exactly the same thing, but you allowed them to share their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole, so many of those moments are amazing. Of course, of course. And like I was lucky enough to to share my story on this platform. But I think everyone needs to be able to share their story in a way because it's it's quite cathartic to be able to speak openly and honestly to anyone. So I would say to someone that was feeling bleak right now and, and the same way that I would, look to your connections and tell people how you're feeling. It's it's the most important thing to just outsource some of the pressure you're feeling internally. So many people ask you this question. So, Joey, this happened to X, Y, and Z friend or family member. What could we have done differently? So many people ask you that question, and I know that's what so many people listening will be thinking too. Yep. So I I can only speak to my lived experience. Um, I relate it back to some of the things that helped me during or after my my breakdown and. after 2019 so I only ever tell people what I've experienced and what has, what's helped me um, I'm currently actually in the process of going through a lot of mental health training to be better equipped to answer that kind of question yeah that's fantastic yeah, because so you get that question nearly every time someone meets you yeah because yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah. this is so common isn't it so it is. I think it's- you've been shocked well I have been too being sitting beside you how common this is in families and then yeah. everyone wanting to everyone's shocked to not have noticed or what mm. could they've done differently in blaming themselves yeah for sure and i'm hoping that when people see the documentary they'll see me being vulnerable for an hour and a half um and being open and honest and i hope that inspires someone to be open and honest mm. with someone they're close to as well yeah absolutely That's so the goal. That, yeah exactly and I remember some of your answers were along the lines of, I don't know if there's anything anyone could have done yeah, in that which moment. Is, which, is, think, which is also true. Which is that's also because true. you didn't have all of this 
this this is becoming more available to people, the information, right? You weren't well, aware of it. I didn't have the knowledge at the time. Um, I couldn't see what was right in front of me. So Absolutely. And there's a lot of people in the same situation. So that's why using these different platforms might be the impetus we can use to drive some of that change yep. in our society and to have these more open conversations. I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Um, so what would you tell other people um, about what you see out there now as the greatest kind of problem facing people? Uh, how we cannot connect anymore. We're, we're losing the ability to connect with with everyone. Um, I see it mostly in friends and family where we're not being honest to each other. We're stuffing down our emotions, uh, which can become toxic quickly. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're losing our connections within our community as so well. What, what do you think is driving some of that, in your opinion? Social media would be uh, a big one. I think it can be quite... Uh, intimidating and embarrassing to admit to someone that you're not feeling feeling 100% mentally right now. So we need to remove the stigma around. Is that part of our Aussie culture where you'll still be right, mate, kind of? Yeah, I think so. I think it's getting better. Yeah. I, I, I do see it in Simon Plaster. I see it in my trade. Um, in the last five years within my trade, people are becoming much more honest and receptive and we're ditching the you'll be right, mate, toughen up kind of attitude, um, which is good. There's still more work to be done, obviously. Um, it's not a perfect world, not just yet. Uh, but I think we're trending on, in the right way. So what do you want to do next? What's your next goals? I have a few. So uh, number one is always have to look after myself. That's that's actually a, a quite a big thing being an EAPT. And um, I wanted to say, Joey, this is the same for everybody. If you don't take the oxygen mask first, it's very hard, no matter yeah. what the situation you're in, to be able to combat living well, life, right? It's it's the old quote, you can't love anyone else before you love yourself, too, can you? It's hard to do, but anyway, yeah. keep going. Um, so, yeah, I, I first and foremost, look after myself physically uh, and mentally. We're going to see where this documentary leads to. We want as many eyeballs to see it as possible. Um, and then I want to keep promoting well, not my story but um that that life does get better after a, a bleak time yeah and and what do you see are you going to start a platform for people to be able to speak on for example uh yeah well the, i do have stuff in the works uh the one noticeably is uh i'm just about to become uh, a brand ambassador for a uh community care disability so uh, program so Fantastic. yeah so i'm going to have a voice within the disability community and i'm asking other people living with disability to share their stories like i have because I'm just, I'm, I'm just one voice and i'm just trying to create a community that uh a space where we can all share our voice Oh, fantastic. And there's some some stuff like that happening up in Queensland too around mental health, lived experience. Where yeah. They're creating their own podcasts as well yeah. um, because I think this lived experience is so important for people to change and shift their understanding yeah, of the brain sure. and other things as well. I think the lived experience part is very relatable, relatable to a lot of people. So they hear that someone else has gone through this, um, similar sort of feelings that they're having right now, and they can relate to that and then think, well, look, if this person is brave enough to go and tell the world about how they were feeling and then 
you know, they weren't quite right and they have moved on. Well, not, I wouldn't say moved on. I, I, I never fully move on, but I have the tools to, to, to cope now. Yeah. So if someone, someone can see a person sharing their story, they might feel open to doing so as well. Well, I know that the next little while is going to be quite an amazing journey for you. Um, I'm glad that we're friends and that we can help each other through this journey because it's very, it's not always just up, 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 up. It's always up and down for everybody. And um, you know that you've got a big support group that's quite extensive now around Australia, not just in Newcastle. (laughs) They all want to give you the best shot. And we're so grateful that you've decided to do this. Um, The film, a documentary film, The Great Separation is quite an emotionally beautiful film and it really changed so many people's mind about the capacity for change and beauty and seeing beauty in the world. And I love that you love the ocean as well. I do. I do. You can see my circle behind me now. (laughs) Yes. And thank you in this really important time in history where we're trying to shift the conversation toward brain health and fitness that you'll share your story to help others. Um, that's what our, that's what the Thriving Minds podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for giving us your time today, Joey. I'm more than happy to. Thank you for having me on, Selena. Anytime. Okay. There will be another time. There will be another time. I'm going to hold you to that, you know. Yes. <laughs>